Welcome to a Heart to Heart. I'm Sammy E. And I'm Meg. We're so Hi. glad you guys are here with yeah. us. We're ready to jump into Holy Confidence. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Sammy E? Well, hi. You sound, your dulcet tones sound gorgeous. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> dulcet tones, it's yeah. your, your, your voice, the tone of your voice. <laughs> Just. I wish I knew how to spell it. D-U-L-C-E-T, dulcet. I'm probably going to be looking that up on Google soon. It's wonderful. <laughs> you can use it in everyday life. It really just slips into conversation. Nobody looks at you confused just like you did to me. Like, seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a terrible tip. So, <laughs> ignore that. Well, oh it's good to be with you, Meg. Yeah, it's good yeah. to be here sipping our tea. Yeah. Yeah. Delightful. So, we're talking about uh, holy confidence this season. Yeah. And... Um, it's such a wonderful concept. I've just been living in the implications of it ever since you brought it up, you know, um, and kind How of so? seeing it in different places. Well, I am in the middle of a coaching uh, course. Right. Um, a kind of a commitment here. And um, there, are, when you're working towards something actively and you have accountability with it, then the moment that the doubts and the fears mm. and the curiosity of like, who am I to be doing this? Why is it me? Do I have something to say? Like that kind of thing. All those questions come up and you're basically forced to deal with them because you have an accountability structure sure. and you've got a timeline yeah. <laughs> on, do, you know, yeah. working through this stuff. Um, so the concept of holy confidence is just provided um, mm. a lift I think to that because um, I find it very surrender heavy. Like it's not something that I can attain on my own and it's not something that I have to chase, you know? Wow. So um, it's helped me process through some, some doubts, some fears, some things. So it's been good. good. It's been a gift already. Very cool. It It is a subject that I think it's kind of always present in our reality but not always thought about sure. or, you know, like we're not always thinking about our confidence. We're living in our confidence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's expressing its fruit, but we don't necessarily come become aware of it. So yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's cool. So what part of holy confidence would you like to tackle today? Well, we talked about being single-minded, uh huh. right? And how in James, he encouraged you not to be double-minded, which then promotes the idea of being single-minded. Mm-hmm. Which gets you thinking about, well, what do you want to be single-minded on? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Those are natural questions. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And the first thought is, okay, I'm going to be single-minded on scripture. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to find my confidence in the scripture. I'm going to find it from his spirit. Uh, so we, we can look in scripture and let's just say we're looking at Proverbs, mm -hmm. right? And we go there, we're in our daily time, and we start seeing scriptures that talk about prospering or wealth or riches and how those types of things are really good. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm mentally, you know, heading to that scripture, 
Meg, I think, oh, well, then I need to go find a job that gives me lots of riches because mm-hmm. that honors God, you know. Yeah. But then <laughs> if I continue in scriptures and I go find something that talks about humility mm-hmm. and being lowly and um, just kind of being really self aware, but also aware of God in the midst of all of it. Well, well, that changes my direction away from riches <laughs> in my thinking, and it's a whole new direction. Mm-hmm. And the scriptures themselves, though they are life, can really take us in a lot of directions if we are just coming to them mentally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you found that? Um, Just recently, I went through an identification process in my life of a time where I, this is going to sound really weird, idolized the Bible. Does that, do you you understand how someone could do that? I do if you're mentally, if that's, if you're mentally going to the Bible, but not looking for God's spirit, truth in the Bible. Is that fair? Yes. So when I was in that space, I was devoid of the spirit, like. I was not pursuing the Holy Spirit's work in my life. I was I I was really spiritless in my Bible study, you know, and um it impacted me in a in a way that created some legalism and some forced holiness, you know. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, you understand. I totally like get can, it. Yeah. It can be misused. Even even looking at Satan, I mean, he used the word yeah. against people. The single-minded concept, when you come to the word, it can really be like, how in the world can mm-hmm. you, how can you be single-minded when there's so many thoughts and there's so many stories and so much truth? Mm-hmm. Seek first the kingdom. My determined purpose is that I may know him. Like all these scriptures, these truths, to to choose one, you know you're missing the others. Yeah. Yeah. It, it um, causes the inability to hold two things at once, which I think God and his infinite ability is equipped to do much more naturally than our, our oh, yeah. humanity, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> this is this is kind of how I process this, these things. I know if the scriptures are true, mm-hmm. and they're all true, they're all life, mm-hmm. but if I come to it and I think, oh, single-minded means this, but it's not working, the word's not wrong, God's not wrong, I'm missing it yep. somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Because I <laughs> trust God. I trust his word. Um, these are non-negotiable. So what What do I need? You know? Yeah, yeah that's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. That, so what do you do when you get to that point? Yeah, that that tells me that I'm believing something that's not true. Sure. There's some deception. There's some twist. There's something I'm missing that would clarify and make it all okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I need that truth. <laughs> For real. So what do you, do you have a, an idea having me presenting this to you? What mm-hmm. if we're talking all that we've said, 
holy confidence, single-minded. We have all these truths. How do we manage all of that at the same time? I think choosing what we're single-minded about is a big part of it. Because mm-hmm. um, there are naturally seeming contradictions from our perspective in how God operates. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it last night at Bible study, love and wrath, right? Mm-hmm. So they're two sides of the same coin when it comes to God because he right. can do it all perfectly. So if my single mind is focused on on God's character, on his ability, on his spirit's work in me, and like it's focused on that, then does it does can it remove those conflicts within the pursuit of single mindedness? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's still ideas. Because if I switch to God's character, mm-hmm. then everything around me is being filtered through God's character. But not every circumstance can be governed by the thought of God's character. Okay. Right? I mean, yes, but sometimes you need action points. Sure. You need direction in a situation. Yeah, because it's got to move from theoretical to practical at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. I think the best I know to say to this <laughs> because I literally I'm taking y'all through <laughs> my yeah <laughs> my struggle because I'm I'm literally ha- I literally went through the proverbs and different the other day and I was literally thinking about what we were talking about and I thought man I don't know what to do I don't know where to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I just knew that I wanted to be confident I knew that I wanted to be able to look at all these scriptures and not be overcome by a thought or a process or a concept, but I still wanted to be confident in the pursuit and what I was walking in. Yeah. The verse that came to mind was uh, John fifteen five. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That's a that's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's an uh it's an identity establishment. Like it's a the this is the order of things, you know? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Hmm. When we come to scriptures, we can we can be coming to them for the mental understanding of them. Or we can come expecting to stay connected to God and for him to be putting in us and through us his life force supernaturally. Yeah. And creating and and strengthening things that we don't even know is happening, but have our hearts set to believe it. And I do believe that that can create great confidence. Definitely. Yeah, because... Once we know our source, it's, and we can trust our source, like, how can you not have confidence in that, you know? Mm-hmm. And whatever results come up, when you're in the right order, when you know that you are drawing from a source of power that's beyond yourself, like, even the glory that is given changes. Right. 
the accomplishment, the, you know, I don't know, the, the ego, like all that stuff. It, when we have that perspective of our source, that changes everything. Right. Hmm. And yeah, it, it, I would lead, think it would lead to confidence. And not something that we've mustered up, you know, mm-hmm. or that we've accomplished or, you know, we've accomplished so many riches. Therefore, we can we can be the source of, of making things better for another population or our families or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the glory would go to us if we pushed to accomplish that, you know, right. and forgot our source of supernatural power. Right. Yeah. So let me take us to an example. I'm literally just looking on the same scriptural mm-hmm. page of John 14, 23. And I'm just going to take this thought that we're, we're, you know, proposing that we don't, we look at scriptures expecting to not lose confidence, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. in fact, to inc- be encouraged in our confidence and it's a holy confidence that God is ministering to us and he's doing it in our spirit. And we literally can hear him teaching us something profound, even if our minds are not always getting everything. Totally. Okay. So, uh, verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So I came, I read the word. I knew there was ministry happening. Hmm. My eyes are on it because he tells me to keep my eyes on the word. And I'm thankful. And I'm confident. Yeah. It's, it's a different approach because... I'm not, it's not mental. What's the word? There's mental, um, ascent. That's what it is. Like, it's not just a mental Mm -hmm. ascent Mm -hmm. to the word, but it's a, a, it's like the whole person comes to the word, believing that God is moving in it. And I'm not trying to figure it all out for, like I was when I was looking at the riches, like when I'm mentally trying to process it and get it and make it so that I can move in it. I'm overwhelmed because <laughs> yeah. there's so much. Yeah. But when I come to it, just like, all right, this is my truth. This is my reality. This is what I believe. There's not, it's not works producing. Yeah. It's believing that's what I am or that's true of me. And then that will create fruit that I didn't produce on my own. Yeah. And that's something I've been kind of landing on recently is living. I haven't found a really good way to say it to where you know what I'm saying immediately. Um, the phrase that keeps coming up to me is living in the overflow. And I can see that being like not a striving, a place of victory, living from a place of victory, living from a place of knowing that you are the branch and he is the vine and that your fruit is produced from him, period, you know? And so when I'm living it with that in mind, the overflow is where the blessing is, you know? And it's where um, the greatest ministry is in my life because 
if I'm trying to muster up something on my own or I'm trying to, you know, try and really accomplish something or, um, you know, my motivations could be probably really pure and really good and whatever. But if I'm not focusing on the source of everything being God and like my contentment is not there, then the efforts that I put to it may produce fruit, but it's not going to be the sweet fruit of the vine that, cause like God can take anything and make it for his glory. But my blessing is, is minimized because I wasn't living from a gratitude, from an overflow, from a place of blessing, from a place of serving, from, you know, all that stuff. It was more striving, you know? Yeah. So you're, that's so good, Meg. <laughs> Still working it out. <laughs> trying, to, trying to make sense of it. Because I feel like there's so many contradictions in it, you know? How so? Um, like, the fact that I'm working this out and still going to try and do it in my own power, you know, (laughs) like it feels so, so profound. And so like, I don't know, it just feels too theoretical. I'm trying to work it out to where it's actually that practical like Mm -hmm. thing, but I know I can't do it in my own power. Like, (laughs) like it's so tough. It's crazy weird. But I think there's a core there that leads to a holy confidence, you know? That's right. Because it's hard to doubt what God takes and turns into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like um, only a cynic or a, you know, a scoffer mm-hmm. could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like me looking at like getting to the end of myself here saying, okay, it's in the overflow and then looking for God to do something really cool, like then I don't have to bear the weight of the work. I don't have to bear the weight of the result, you know? Um, it's, it's also something that I'm like, can I even, can I even live this way? Right. I'm just going there with you, Meg, because I just, just heard this teaching and you're presenting thoughts. and I'm like, gosh, She's right on. This is good. In 1 Peter 5, 6, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Hmm. That has to be then tied to this confidence that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The if we're If our source is the vine, he is the one where our confidence is coming from. He is the, the one that our our motive and our intention is coming from we aren't carrying it. And I feel like that's what you're saying. Like you can't, all you know is that you're not carrying it and you believe that he is because you've given it to him. Mm -hmm. You've cast it onto him, but you know, you're still a part of him working through you. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's maybe it's just that picture Meg that you see him as the vine and you know that there's fruit coming from your life. You see the production of the flower, of the fruit, of the life giving, but here you are in the middle, the vine or the branch rather, and you're just experiencing the life of God move through you in areas that they're all, they're all, they could all be your care, 
every single one of them yeah. <laughs> that could be yeah. something to carry on your own but you believe and you trust so the life just keeps flowing yeah flowing through you what's my part <laughs> like is should i put my hands to something like what should i specialize in what should i mm. what should i pursue you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. like I want to honor the things that God has given me to care about and to strengthen my heart. You know, mm -hmm. um, you'd actually brought a question to us. Um, I don't know if this is something that we want to talk about right now, but you had asked the question if everyone was looking or was living in around you was living in secure abundance and they didn't need anything from you. What would your life and the way you communicate and the way you serve look like. Mm. Because I feel like I look around and I'm always looking for the need to solve, you know, the mm -hmm. the way to serve, like predicting what people need before and they need it. And I know that that is a strength or it's just hypervigilance that I've gained. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is like, I do have strengths that I can provide but like, I can't call them mine, you know, mm -hmm. like, yes, there's something that is unique to me and I can carry confidently, but I know the source isn't me. Right. You know, it's because I want, I want to carry them with honor, you know, but I, I, I think it's that settled fact that you're the branch. Hmm. And that you're the specific branch that he made you to be. And the things that we care about, mm, you know what I mean by care, care. Yeah. Um, the things that have our attention mm -hmm. are because, hmm, mind you, I think they have to be weeded through. Because <laughs> sure. God is continually clarifying, like, this has your attention for reason A, and it's not of me. This mm -hmm. has attention for B, and it's because of me. Yeah, But I really, I have to just say that that Jesus being the, the vine, us being our particular branch, he knows his purpose for us. Mm -hmm. And when we live in a trusting rest, that what we're seeing and what has our attention, we continually submit it to our union with him. He's moving through it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's, a, there's this real communion with the father and with the son and with the Holy spirit that we get to walk in and he's not afraid of what we're bringing and he's not afraid to, to get off of us the things that aren't him, mm -hmm. but we just keep, we keep believing for the fruit. We keep connected to the word. We keep connected to his spirit and life happens. Yeah. It's, it's been a funny thought lately because I know the things that I'm putting my hands to, be it kids with school, kids with soccer, the home, food, you know, all mm. these things that I'm putting my hands to, but I want to be connected and in communion with the Father and with the Holy Spirit and doing that by the word and by a heart that's humble and ready to hear from him does create a level of confidence that I can just be like, okay. I'm doing it. I think I, I tend to forget the supernatural bit 
the Holy Spirit within me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tend to think I can think it out or I think I can reason it out or, you know, and I think there's room for that. But I also feel like when I get to the end of myself and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm talking myself in circles, what am I doing? You know, right? there's a moment where I have to say, okay, hold on. There is a Holy Spirit within me that is going to provide everything I need, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's time to take a pause and really spend time there, you know? So say we get this all straightened out (laughs) 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 and we're just living, you know, Mm -hmm. in that trusting God, single-minded, trusting in his domain, his power, his source, Right. right? right? We're rooted in in his things. Mm-hmm. So next, what happens? I think we experience life. Mm-hmm. I, I do love seeing people who walk in confidence, you mm-hmm. know, if, even if they don't know the Lord. Yeah. If they walk confidently, it's just is so, it grabs your eye. You're like, wow. You, I mean, the way that they carry themselves, the tone, all those things, it's like that's confidence. But we don't want just confidence Mm -hmm. we want holy confidence because there's no pride attached to that Mm -hmm. there's no self-effort attached to that there's a knowing and that is confident Mm -hmm. and we want that kind of confidence but when we have it it will like you said overflow Mm -hmm. there we will live naturally supernaturally in the overflow and it will minister life to those around us totally what else do you think um i think that I think that we f- we will find a a realm of holiness in a way. Does that make sense? Tell me. So like us, the concept of being set apart, you know, mm-hmm. we always hear like you're in the world and not of the world and all that stuff, right? Um, God says, be holy for I'm holy. Mm-hmm. So that is something that he has put within us to manifest. Right. So once we've gotten our source figured out and we are in the mindful repentance that causes us to lean on that source, Mm -hmm. you know, off Mm -hmm. over and over and over again, um, we become more like Christ in that we are set apart. We're no longer a part of the same system that says confidence and pride and ego are badges of honor you know do you feel like it would be isolated like that you would be separate like you're set apart are you by yourself was that does that even does that even have anything to do with it I think um the church has tried to (laughs) to do that but I also think like any time that I've seen that in the church um it's usually been motivated by fear Mm -hmm. and it's not even close to the manifestation of the holy confidence that we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. He was never <laughs> No. Oh isolated. no. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Absolutely. He was with the people. So, yeah. I think that that kind of shuts that thought down really quick. Like yeah. it's even if you're set apart, that set apart is not from humanity. Mm-hmm. It is from the things of the world. Yep. From them having dominion 
over our hearts and over our lives. Holiness being still very, very connected. Yeah. Very unified and with the people. Can you imagine living life from that perspective that anything in this world can't touch me? Oh man. You know, like it can't, wow. it can't get to mm. me. That sounds wild. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have to, I don't have to be swept to and fro, you know, I don't yeah. have to be a victim of whatever wow. someone chooses around me, you know, it's, that's confidence right there. That it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you took me. <laughs> like, that's really good. <laughs> that's great. Praise uh, God. That that's what Jesus did, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. He he mm-hmm. was with all kinds of people, no matter their history, and he was so confident with his holy confidence. Yeah. And he wasn't moved. Yeah. He his kingdom affected every other kingdom that he was in the middle of spiritual kingdoms, dominions, powers, like they were ap- affected by him. Yep. <laughs> he wasn't affected by them. Yeah. Hmm. But he said that he, he said nothing of his own, whatever he heard the father see, he saw his father do or heard his father. Like that's where he was at. So he was connected all the time. That's awesome. We can do this. We can do God's this. in us. We can do this. This yeah. is ours to have. Yeah. All right, Meg, so we've been talking about holy confidence yeah. and getting spurred in our faith, getting getting the privilege of being in the Word and believing that our confidence is growing and manifesting. So mm-hmm. what you got for me today? So we're going to read in Romans 8. All right. We're going to read um, starting in verse 31 uh, okay. through the end of the chapter. Okay. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for listening to A Heart to Heart with Sammy and Meg. We're so glad you join us every single week. If you would like to join the conversation, we would love to hear from you. Leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to A Heart to Heart. Also, if you want to join us on Instagram, our handle is at a heart to heart pod. We just love talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. See you next week. All right. Bye, guys.